1: Pause is coming and the men have all left town but i'm not giving up until i see that baby crown 39 and single can someone help me out he could be bald and bearded shorter or tall funny smart love basketball From gay straight black white tiny eyes with an underbite i just need spark Everybody. Okay, so we have a ton to get through today. So I'm just gonna make this short. I'm Molly. I'm 40. I'm single. I'm looking for a sperm donor, and it is happening soon. We're starting this episode with two doulas. One is doing a home insemination, and the other doula is helping her out. I'm keeping these ladies anonymous per their request. We are lucky enough to sit in and be there while the insemination happens. Hi.
2: Hi how are you? Good. Hey. <laughs> Hi. I just took a mucinex.
1: Good. How so I'll have you?
2: nice cervical fluid.
1: Can you guys tell my listeners why one would take mucinex?
2: Oh, oh are we gonna be like on this podcast? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um mucinex can make your cervical mucus more sperm-friendly. It's Ooh. thinner, it thins out your mucus to kind of get it out of your body, right? Well, you have mucus not just in your nose <laughs> and in your head, right? But in your vagina. So your Mucus will be thinner and help those sperm kind of transport upwards where we want them to go. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Also, the pre seed, which let's get that box and show her. See. Can you so, see this it? is pre seed. I ordered it on Amazon, but you can get it in the drugstore. And it is the only lube that is fertility friendly. And people use uh-huh. it specifically for that then. Yes. Yeah. Um, Whether you're conceiving naturally or scientifically <laughs> cool <laughs> yeah so let's show her the sperm tank okay so this is the sperm tank it looks like it's
3: coming from outer space oh my
1: goodness that's so cool okay if you want to see this sperm unboxing video coming out of this futuristic nitrogen tank you got to go to patreon.com forward slash sperm cast where i'm going to upload a part of this video so that you all can see this it's super cool
2: okay so if you order donor sperm from afar, this is kind of how it comes shipped. Can you show the
1: inside? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Oh, I don't have my gloves.
1: Oh. She's opening up a nitrogen tank. The temperature in there is minus 150 degrees Celsius. While she goes to find her winter gloves, I talk to her friend. How long have you been a doula? For about six years?
0: Wow.
3: And I just got my master's in social work. Oh
1: cool.
3: And so now I'm a, also a maternal child social worker okay. at our local hospital.
1: What is a maternal child social worker?
3: I work with pregnant women and postpartum women and children who are having difficult life circumstances. So yes. so sometimes it's like bed rest patients, so bed rest moms mm-hmm. anywhere from like 22 weeks on. Mm-hmm. I do all the bereavements, so the stillbirths, infant loss and miscarriage. Yeah, And um, I work with a lot of first time moms too.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So it's basically any pregnant or postpartum mom who is having any sort of life struggles that they need assistance with. Mm-hmm. And especially like discharge planning. So as they're going home, resources that they might need in order to go home. And counseling, the majority of the counseling is the bereavement part. So yeah. It's awesome because I get to work with my preferred population. Most people do not want to work with women who have lost
1: a baby. <laughs> and you're uh, you're a magical person that you both are, right?
2: She is more magical than I am.
1: But I'm yes. not
3: more magical than anybody, but yes, for whatever reason, I am called to it.
4: Yeah.
2: It shows you. Yeah. All right. So you want to have gloves or um, oven mitts. So it'll have these syringes. Now, not everyone uses a syringe. Most women, I think, who do it at home, just put it in a soft cup, a menstrual cup, and then yeah. just kind of shove it up there and stand on their head for a minute like Phoebe, Phoebe Buffay on Friends. Remember when she <laughs> sat in the chair with her legs up in the air? Uh-huh. So here's the syringe. Uh-huh. Now, how often
1: do women order from a sperm bank and do it at home? I didn't know that that was a thing you could actually do. I thought you, if you got it from a sperm bank, you had to do it at the doctor's office.
2: No, there are certain states where they won't deliver it to your home. Hmm. They'll only deliver it to a doctor's office. But there are forums. There are plenty of forums of women, especially same-sex couples, trying to get pregnant who do this at home. Okay. So but you're right, you don't hear about it because doctors, you know, they're probably not gonna tell you about it because they that's their job <laughs> to do it and make their money. This is the small nitrogen tank. So this one lasts seven days, it will keep the sperm. Uh-huh. So if you have a pretty good idea of when you ovulate, then you
1: can use this one. How much is the the tent to, to the tank?
2: So you buy the sperm separately and and the price on the sperm depends on is it washed, is it unwashed? How many modal sperm are there per unit? Um, depends on the donor, et cetera. Right. But the actual tank shipping, this was, I wanna say 225 versus 265 for the other one.
1: And did you say how much the sperm
2: was? Maybe between 650 and 750. And that's for one vial or two vials? Oh, you're about to see, there are each vial <laughs> and there are two in here and yeah. they're so tiny. <laughs> All right, I'll open it now. Okay. And then while it thaws, we can get the other stuff ready. Can you see the smoke? Or, I mean, I guess it's not smoke.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, all of this is going to be on my Patreon page, so you can see it.
2: So then it's on what they call a cane. (laughs) This is the cane thingy, and I sent you pictures of this. Can you bring it up so she can see the two minuscule vials of sperm in there? Can you see
1: in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, there's two in there? Yeah, there's Look tiny, how tiny tiny tiny, oh, tiny I see thing. there. It's crazy. The outside box is this like yellow futuristic space capsule kind of thing. And then inside there is this big propane tank looking thing. And smoke comes out of it when you open it. And then on the inside of that is there there's this little cane that looks like an Easter egg dyeing dipper, and and it's holding these two little straws filled with fifteen hundred dollars worth of sperm. So I'm
2: gonna take one out for today. I don't want to take this open too long. Uh, but I'm going to remove one so that we can use it.
1: Why n- Why only one?
2: Because we're going to use one way. in like 24 hours or so. I can feel it through my gloves. It's so, so cold. I'm trying mm-hmm. to do this fast. This is my, I want to make sure it has my reservation number and my guy's fake name on it. So you don't s- stick the wrong sperm up in there and get the wrong guy. And then I'm putting the other one back in to stay cold. And then we're going to leave this here for 15 minutes. So it's like 605 right now. I've read online some women leave it a little bit longer. Some women do um once the nitrogen frost has kind of worn off, like put it like between their knees or something, like skin contact to kind of warm it up to body temperature. Oh, okay. So they're just all separate inside tricks that I've read in different forums.
1: Gotcha. So then we wait 15 minutes to let the straw thaw and here we go. So
2: then we're gonna snip off one end of this and suck the other end up into this little syringe. And then oh, since cool. we're doulas and we're birth nerds, I'm going to crank me open with a speculum, mm-hmm. just like at the guy in his office. Mm-hmm. She's truly the best friend. <laughs> yeah, Look yeah. Here. And aim towards the She's cervix. Gonna <laughs> cervix. She's going to locate my cervix. She's going to tell me how pretty it is. Uh, uh, and then, um, yeah, then she'll syringe it into the little opening. So when you ovulate, your cervix moves upwards. Uh towards your uterus and it opens a little bit so you know how a cervix dilates to get the baby out yeah your cervix also has to dilate a little bit to let your menstrual blood out, to let sperm in. So it, you'll see a little teeny hole. Kate did take a picture of that last time on her phone, so that I could see it. I will <laughs> not see that one. Don't worry. I don't mind, guys.
1: I'm not squeamish about this stuff. And I saw I was like, oh, there's your cervix. It's so beautiful. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, so that's unwashed then, right? Yes. This is unwashed, yeah.
2: I have used washed before just because that's all that was available for the donor I wanted, but Mm -hmm. it's less successful with cervical insemination than it, because it doesn't, it doesn't have any semen to help it swim.
1: Right. So if it's washed, you usually have to go to the doctor so that they can dilate your cervix and put it into your uterus
2: through a catheter. You don't have to, but it's more successful that way with wash. But that's also why I use the pre-seed, that lube. And um you definitely don't want to use unwashed for that. Now, you could yeah, technically you can use either for cervical, but you can only use yeah. washed for yeah. IUI for IUI right. it has to be washed.
4: Otherwise you're in
1: danger of like
2: shock, shock. Yeah. Because your cervix somehow magically processes sperm and semen to make it hospitable to your it's totally internet. magical. I did read that IUI is only 6% more successful than at-home cervical insemination. So that's not something you are told often.
1: Well, what are the um, uh, percentages for, yeah, in general? I actually don't know. I mean, it just seems like they're all so different.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, I guess it depends, for ages on your and age. it depends on if you have any other factors like PCOS or any, <laughs> anything, Anything really, yeah. I guess.
1: And how um, prevalent is PCOS? P- PCOS? I- I've never heard of that before I started looking into this stuff. Probably more prevalent than
2: we would like. <laughs> and probably a lot more people have it than realize they have it. And yeah. so it's, it-
1: it's polycystic. ovarian
2: syndrome.
1: Syndrome, And what is
2: that? I mean, it's
3: polycystic ovarian syndrome. So it's what it sounds like with can be multiple cysts on the ovaries. Uh But it also is associated with sort of off levels of estrogen and testosterone. Mm -hmm. So in severe cases of PCOS, you'll see like possible facial hair, hair in unusual parts of the body. Typically, it's associated with weight gain, like belly fat. So it causes infertility infertility is a big symptom of pcos so there are people who will say that with appropriate diet or lowered blood sugar or things like that that you can treat it Mm -hmm. other people use hormonal treatments but it's not my area of expertise but we we know that when we have clients with PCOS, that it often goes along with um, fertility
1: struggles. Between 5 and 10 percent of women of childbearing age in the United States, or roughly 5 million, have PCOS. That percentage makes it one of the most common hormonal endocrine disorders in women. It also makes it the most common cause of female infertility.
2: Molly, did you happen to pick up that book I told you about, The, um, the Impatient Woman's Guide to Getting Pregnant?
1: No, I forgot. Okay. I'm, I'm going to write it down right now
2: don't worry it wasn't homework i'm not gonna like no but i want to or anything I want but to. there's a oh. quote in there that kind of blew my mind that the statistics about women and how their fertility decreases with age is based on studies that were done in france in the 1600s
4: well
1: okay when people
2: didn't have lifespans like we have today
1: okay so i was a good girl and i ordered the book and i just cracked it open to the page where they talk about the study that yeah all of our information these days is based on and, And let me go back to it real quick. It was church birth records in rural France between 1670 and 1830. So the author of this book, she found a newer study. A 2013 study of nearly 3,000 couples in Europe found that 78% of women aged 35 to 40 got pregnant within a year if they were having sex during their fertile times. The study also found that many couples who didn't get pregnant in the first year got pregnant in the second year of trying naturally. At the end of two years, 90% of 35 to 39-year-old women were pregnant. It's
2: not as scary. I mean, it does get harder as you're older, but it's not as horrifying as what we've been Yeah. Yeah.
3: Advanced maternal age is a little bit i'm not a medical professional but that that age hasn't changed at all despite increased lifespan like they'll say it makes you high risk to be advanced maternal age but that's 35 and older 35 is just not that old so well statistically you're more likely to get pregnant at 17. that doesn't make pregnancy at 35 any more difficult in general it just really depends on the woman
2: you're more likely to have the things that could make it difficult,
1: I guess. Yeah. I'm about right.
2: to do the so Okay, she's all. going to do pre-seed. Okay, so
1: she's inserting the pre-seed right now. That's the fertility-friendly lubricant that will hopefully aid in insemination. While she's doing that, I'm speaking with the other doula, asking her what she knows about the prevalence of stillbirths since she works with that population. And because it's scary stuff that I think about often. How prevalent is that? And. The older you get, the more more stillbirth, yeah?
3: Yeah, and that's the same thing with, like, there's so yeah. many different factors that go into it. Age is certainly one of them.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, that can have to do with the placenta. And this is all medical stuff that I've read, learned, but, you know, let me just say for the hundredth time, I'm not a medical professional. Yeah. Um, Plus, The placenta tends to not work as well with advanced, quote, advanced maternal age. So sometimes they'll say, like, oh, an induction at 39 is better than them waiting until 40, 41, or 42. Weeks. Weeks, I'm sorry. <laughs> right. Weeks yeah. But there's a lot of other factors. I mean, um, high blood pressure, preeclampsia, is a risk factor, a pretty serious risk factor for stillbirth. We see a lot of high blood pressure and preeclampsia in the hospital, unfortunately.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
3: it's one of those things where it's hard to predict, but if you get prenatal care and they're monitoring your blood pressure effectively, it lowers your risk. I mean, I'm pretty much crazy about women getting their prenatal care so that their blood pressure and other things can be monitored and Mm -hmm. also for fetal movement. So, I mean, you know, making sure that your baby is, if your baby has pretty predictable movements, making sure that, If he or she deviates from that, you call your practitioner and things Mm -hmm. like that. Nobody can predict if a stillbirth is going to occur. You know, we have pretty crappy, like, infant and maternal mortality rates in the U.S., like, actually really bad. Yeah. Yeah. The worst It's really, yeah, no, I think we've now hit the worst worst in the developed world. Yep that's something we can work on with our healthcare policies and whatnot. Yeah.
2: But birth is often treated as a medical problem to be managed rather than a natural function. So having, yeah. there's a, um, there's a thing that compares birth to pooping. Yeah. And oh, the, yeah. the whole, there's a whole script about it. Like yeah. Yeah. it compares if you were just having a bowel movement to giving birth and like having all these people around you watching and this and that. Well, medicalizing childbirth is like medicalizing going to the bathroom unless
3: yeah. there's something wrong. With unless you. there's something wrong, yeah. So we tend to like mm-hmm. normal. I see. If low risk mom, it's as safe or safer to birth at a birth center or home as it is in the hospital. Right. Now, as someone who had high risk pregnancies and needed to be induced, I am very thankful for hospitals. Right. However, for a normal birth, It's, you know, it's a natural process. We don't have overpopulation because birth is inherently dangerous. The vast majority of moms and babies survive the experience and survive the experience intact and okay. That's not always the case, um, but medicalizing childbirth has not, in the U.S. especially, has not actually been shown to improve outcomes. When you're high risk, when there's something wrong, then it's very important to be in a hospital and be monitored. If you're not, then it's not as important. And if you're having a home birth or a birth and a birth, you're still being monitored. You're still getting a ton of prenatal care. You're still being cared for by expert medical professionals. You're just not in a place where people assume that you're sick or injured.
2: You know? Yeah. A big part of being able to Without intervention, it's feeling like you are safe and comfortable because mm-hmm. that's what produces your body's oxytocin. Yeah. And when you're at home and your familiar surroundings, you feel safe. You're naturally producing oxytocin. When women get to a hospital and they start to feel like, oh, Super anxious. Um, you know that fight or flight. Yeah. Uh, that protects mammals in nature. Yeah. Kicks in and and you're not feeling maybe so safe, so your body stops producing it. Well, then that's when doctors end up giving you some synthetic oxytocin, which is called pitocin. And you've heard of that. Mm -hmm. And that blocks your brain's ability to produce its own. Yeah. Wow. Synthetic contractions that are so much more painful. So when you hear women saying childbirth is so, so painful. (sighs) Yeah. mm -hmm. Yes. There's a difference between pain and suffering and childbirth is painful. I'm not trying to minimize that, but what unfortunately most of them are referring to are synthetic contractions created by a chemical drug. And they're also
3: encouraged to lay in bed on their back which is literally the most painful position that you can be in if you're in labor by far if you think about when you have
2: menstrual cramps if you just had to lie still flat on your back in a bed you would not be so hot you know you want to curl up in a ball you want to rock back and forth you want to get in the bathtub or the shower yeah Mm yeah yeah
3: and, there's the, and the yeah, anxiety part <laughs> tends to like persist throughout the experience. It's not just arriving at the hospital. It's the whole time you're there when people are generally acting like there's something wrong. Um, and the IVs and the machines and the wires that we associate hospitals with being sick or injured. So those feelings persist and they don't go away. And we don't, without, you know, educated family and friends or doulas, we don't have anyone to tell us, like, hey, this is normal. What you're feeling is normal. This is yeah. not. And and that, you know, just can increase the fear.
2: Plus, we're not
3: told by our mothers, our grandmothers, our aunts. We're not told about birth in our culture. Right. So it's just seems, told how horrible it is. Yeah, it seems like big, there's exceptions to every rule. But overall, stress hormones will inhibit labor, which is why you see... Moms get to the hospital and things slow down. Your body needs time to adjust to say like, oh, wait, this is a safe place to birth. Right. These things are just not common knowledge, which for women of childbearing age who wish to have children, these should be common knowledge. Like, You should know this because sometimes even just knowing this information can help. Like you get to the hospital, you're like, Oh, my labor's slowing down because of this. Like it'll kick back in. You can give yourself a little positive self talk. This is right. a safe place to have a baby. All
2: right, are you ready to <laughs> do All right, we're it's good. time. Okay. Are- I need to All right, wash your hands, put on some gloves. Okay. So we thawed the straw. What? I have we thawed the sperm straw, the sperm right. whatever tube. And I have fit the adapter onto the syringe, which will suck the baby gravy out of the sperm straw and into the syringe. Uh-huh. And
1: I will show you. Can you see that? Gotcha. Yes.
2: I paid like $800 for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, now she's going to clean this with a sterile pad that they sent. Yeah. So you're going to snip that and, and suck it into the syringe. All right, this is where we just blur the lines of friendship and I get a little bit naked. Anyway, I mean,
1: I love it. I'll put a pillow under my butt.
2: How weird is this, Molly? It's not weird for me. This, this cutting part, though, is, is stressful
1: because. Why? Look at so close.
2: Yeah, don't waste any of that. That was expensive. I know, you're, it's
1: stressful. Whoa. It is stressful, everybody. They've inserted the open end of the tube into the back of the syringe, but in order to release the vacuum, they've got to cut off the other end of the tube. But if they don't cut it in the exact right place, then they could accidentally cut into the semen, and then the semen could spill everywhere, and they could lose hundreds of dollars and millions like of the, sperm. Yeah,
2: like yeah you, gotta, you want me to do it? Well, you got to create right the um, airflow. The vacuum. Yep. Keep the syringe upright and slowly draw the content of the
1: syringe in.
5: This makes me nervous. Mm
1: -hmm. Yep, there you go. Okay, here we go. It's high pressure. Okay, so doula number one is lying on her back with her... Knees up, and doula number two is going in there with a speculum. I just got a bikini wax. Aren't you glad? Speculum. S-P-E-C-U-L-U-M. Speculum. If you're a dude, you might not know what this is, but all of us ladies know because it gets shoved up inside of our vaginas every time we have an annual exam at the gynecologist. It's a medical tool for investigating body orifices with a form dependent on the orifice for which it is designed. Vaginal and anal specula were used by the ancient Greeks and Romans, and speculum artifacts have been found in Pompeii. Wow. (laughs) A vaginal speculum developed by J. Marion Sims consists of a hollow cylinder with a rounded end that is divided into two hinged parts, somewhat like a beak of a duck. That's a good visual. The speculum is inserted into the vagina to dilate it for examination of the vagina and cervix. If you're doing a home insemination, you absolutely don't need to use a speculum, especially if you're trying to be romantic about it. But, you know, if I had a speculum, I'd probably play around with it too. Oh my god,
3: it's
1: the most it's so beautiful i don't want to make you all jealous but after this phone call they sent me a picture of the cervix and it really was beautiful is there a magnifying glass on a speculum or is it just it just opens it just opens like pretty well is that can you feel
2: i can't feel anything tell us when are you doing it i'm doing
3: it it. it. right at that beautiful donut i'm i can basically touch it with the syringe
1: wow I'm really honored that I get to be here. No, I just want you to scoot your
0: butt out. Like, just, oh. Oh, yeah, yeah.
3: Absolutely.
1: In case you missed that, she just put her feet onto the other doula's shoulders.
3: Actually, having sex.
2: This is amazing. (laughs) This is like how
3: you do it. Zero boundaries.
2: Zero boundaries. Pretty slow and precise. All
3: right. I'm almost done. Almost done okay it's going right in your cervix it's
2: beautiful Yay. so frozen sperm i think we i might have already talked to you about this frozen sperm only lives inside of you for like 12 to max 24 hours definitely less oh yeah. frozen is less i didn't know that yeah so fresh sperm with natural insemination can live for like up to three days so that's why time it right and why it's really expensive yeah my plan is um do i have another serving or dosage or i don't know what you want to call it (laughs) so you're supposed to do it in like we're gonna do it tomorrow night that's
1: amazing all right well
2: Well, no thanks for you
1: guys we'll keep you posted okay good luck okay i'm honored thank you so much you're welcome bye and I really do feel honored. I feel like I just got to be present at the conception of a child. That was that was pretty cool. I hope you thought that was cool, too. Speaking of cool, something else cool happened. In early September, I got a message, a text message from Shelby Gale. You remember Shelby Gale from episode 7. She was the surrogate. Well, here's what her text said. I had my first fertility... I'm doing it in a Texas accent because that's where she's from. I had my first fertility clinic appointment today. You really lit a fire under me. There's no way to have any idea how many lives you're impacting. Nonetheless, you're impacting mine, and I'm pretty excited about the future now. Do you know what this means? She's decided to have a baby on her own, for herself, not for somebody else. Gosh, where do we start?
5: I guess we'll start with what even got me started thinking about it, and it was your (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Um, Because honestly, I mean, I guess it had kind of entered my mind before, you know, like if i don't find someone. But yeah, I guess it was just kind of a a comedy of errors or things happening, and, you know, the universe just brought it to me, I guess. Yeah. I I then... Had like a windfall, had some money come my way. Oh, good. And my boss just randomly, he just brought it up one day and he's like, you know, my wife and I, we were talking and we're like, why doesn't Shelby just have a baby on her own? And I'm like, well, if my boss says it's okay, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And so I was like, you know what, if it's, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen now. And, uh, there's not going to be a better time. I can't like bank on finding someone kind of take the pressure off of myself yeah kind of- that's
1: amazing i'm i'm so excited for you thanks and so you went to a sperm bank yeah
5: well it's been like a you know there's a lot of stuff that i've been finding out as i go along yeah some stuff that I'm just blown away by.
1: One thing shall be learned about was CMV, cytomegalovirus. It's a common virus that stays in the body and can reactivate. It affects 50-60% to 60% of people of all ages, but most people show no signs of the virus. However, if a CMV-negative woman contracts CMV during pregnancy, you know, if her sperm donor has CMV, then her child could be born with congenital CMV, which could lead to some long-term serious health problems like hearing and vision loss seizures and developmental and motor delays
5: basically it knocked my list of 25 donors down to a list of eight donors
1: wow yeah. and didn't in your sperm bank did they um they had just kid pictures not adults or
5: no actually that's one of my requirements is adult pictures oh cool actually you know what um so i signed up for two sperm banks yeah one of them, I paid the full tuition price. And I can give you that login for that. <gasps> yeah. So you to get an idea.
1: Could I and- do that for this episode, probably? if it, Like, look around with Amanda on it?
5: Yeah.
4: This is an expensive-looking website, too. Mm-hmm.
1: It's a little bit like a dating site.
4: It, is it? I, I haven't been on a oh, dating site. of course site. you haven't. <laughs> no. Ever?
1: In your life? No. Funny
4: I missed enough, the train.
1: You know what? I took Tinder and Bumble off my phone last night. And why is that? It's Because I have a this knee problem. Number one, I can't go on dates. Showing up on crutches is not fun. I mean, I haven't tried, but I don't want to. Or I'm like seeing all the same faces I've been seeing for, I mean, I've been on these things for on and off for 10 years. Wow. I know. I'm a real uh, success story. <laughs> <laughs> I know plenty of people that are married from online dating. Absolutely. But, but not me. Not yet, not yet. (laughs) Lots more, Amanda, at the end of this episode. Plus, for all of you Patreon people, that's patreon.com forward slash spermcast. I'm going to put up a coupon code on the Patreon page where you'll have 90 days access to
5: California Cryobank. And you can look at all of these dudes and it's so fun.
1: So what were your other criteria?
5: So, yeah, the number one is CMV because my clinic, they just won't work. Somebody who's CMV positive with a negative person. Number two was they have to be known. Uh, Number three, adult photos. Uh Uh-huh. There's like 933 donors and I think like 117 have adult photos. Wow. That really kind of weeded out a lot that way too. Yeah. You know, it's important for me that when I have a child, they have the opportunity to reach out to the sperm donor and maybe form or try to form a connection with that person. Also, they can reach out to the other siblings born of that person. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that that would be really something that would be good for them, you know, to have that opportunity or that possibility. Yeah. And What do
1: you think about the things that you can't tell from... A sperm bank, like things that depend on the person's honesty, like mental illness and alcoholism, addiction and that kind of stuff, because that's kind of stuff that scares me.
5: I mean, everything really matters. Their personality, uh, I'm glad they have audio interviews, because I feel like... Oh, they do? Okay, this is good. Yeah, they have audio interviews. And so what was interesting to me is, you know, from my list of eight sperm donors that I had potentially... Um, uh-huh. I I found the people that I thought that I was drawn to and I kind of had in my head my idea of like, oh, I really like this guy or like this guy's kind of like the dark horse or like this guy's way in the lead. And I ended up doing a sperm donor picking party. Yeah. And I, I want to invi- hear all about it. Yeah. And I invited just some of my friends over. So I tried to keep it as anonymous as possible and start with the, you know, on paper, like, who do you like the most? And that's, you cool. know, like, yeah, like, read the staff impression, like, who do you like the most, and I made this, this scoreboard, actually, and cut a, I did all, I did way too much work on this, but, <laughs> and so everybody voted, you know, based on the description, the list and bio, <laughs> baby picture, <gasps> adult picture, audio, and then who they like overall, and um, it was really interesting, because, you know, it's like, Going off of on paper, like, I wanted to get people's real opinion on, like, on paper, who's the best. Yeah. And then, because once you pull pictures into it, it's like, you know, everybody has their favorite. Yeah. Because there was, like, one guy that some, like, everyone really liked based off of that short description. Mm-hmm. Um, he got zero votes on the baby picture, and I personally think his baby picture was adorable. Aw. And then... um, you know, he like after that with the adult picture, I mean, that wasn't really as important. I I liked all of them, but the audio is what was a game changer. Yeah. Um and it basically there was a guy that like no one was like everyone <laughs> He really came from behind and I mean, he was just really articulate but also very personable. So anyway, he was a really close second to, to the guy that I kind of had as my second runner up. Ah, but it was great because it was very, like it was anonymous and no one could like vote for, Oh, I like this guy. So I'm just going to vote for him. So now you've
1: got narrowed it down to how many?
5: Well, now I have a definite favorite. And so I'm, I'm waiting to confirm. And honestly, I called the, uh, the sperm bank twice now, uh, huh. To be like, please let me know when he's available.
1: Is there any part of you that is attracted to the guy? Like, do oh you... yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, how do you compartmentalize? Like, do you think that you'll think about this guy once you have your baby? Like, I wonder if.
5: Honestly, I've thought about even like framing a photo just so it's around for the kid. hmm Interesting. Um, yeah, or the kids. Just because I think that the more that you like normalize it and make it a part of your own yeah. life. It, it's easier for them you know yeah, yeah. and so that's that's something that I've kind of thought about is like I don't want to make it a taboo topic for my kid I want to make it so that they have some sense of oh this is another person that I'm similar to I want to also keep track of like all of the stuff he turned in for his file just so that there's something to go off of so
1: let's say you're you purchase this guy's stuff if
5: it comes available when would you be inseminating yourself I'm actually thinking I was thinking I would start with my cycle in late December. So I was considering going straight to IVF and while I was looking into that option, I figured I would just go ahead and have a consultation with the local fertility clinic here in San Antonio. While I was looking into that option, I discovered this option called Invocell which is really awesome. It's like half the price of IVF. Mhm. And it's it's like the Best middle-of-the-road possibility.
1: Okay, I have never heard of InvoCell before, so I'm, I'm, you know, what? Anyway, it's this whole new thing, came out in 2015, and it's approved by the FDA. The InvoCell is a small device made of plastic permeable to gases. Eggs are retrieved from the female patient, mixed with sperm in the laboratory for a few minutes, and loaded into culture media in the InvoCell device. So they take the sperm, they take the egg, they mix them up and they put them into this little thing that looks like a tiny salt shaker. Then they pop that bad boy up into the vagina where it hangs out in the fornix. I think that's what it's called. That's the uh, top of the vagina near the cervix. The environment there, the gases and the temperature are similar to that of the fallopian tubes where the embryo would be incubating if it were to happen naturally. So basically there's like eight embryos inside this little invocell device and they're all incubating inside the vagina instead of incubating out in like a test tube in the lab. And apparently that's the part that's like one of the most expensive parts of IVF. So it's like a huge discount because the incubation is happening inside of the female. So an average invocell procedure would be like $6,800 as opposed to $15,000 or $20,000 for IVF. And in clinical trials, it's doing pretty well, about the same as IVF, but there's only been one clinical study done, and it was like a very small group of people. So
5: back to Shelby. My clinic offers it for $8,000. So when you consider the price of buying two vials of sperm... Over and over again. Eight, but yeah, you know, it's like it just kind of to me mathematically and just logistically, as far as the success rates, it made sense to me to just go ahead and go all in on that. And plus, I'm pretty impulsive, so (laughs) good. Worst case scenario is you sink a lot of money into IUI treatments to find out they don't work, Mm -hmm. and then you end up having to ante up anyway. So Mm -hmm. to me, I'm I'm, risk wise, I just don't want to deal with that. Yeah. That's great. (laughs) I think like one thing I've really been concentrating on is just egg quality because that is the one factor that I have no clue about because I've never used my eggs. Right. But you've
1: had an ultrasound and and they've looked at you and everything? Yeah,
5: so everything looks really good. I have eight follicles on each ovary. Oh, good. Which to my understanding is good. Yeah. I don't know if it's great or... I don't know if there's like a happy medium. I do know that if you have below 10 combined and then you're considered uh, low o r, so diminished ovarian reserve. Uh uh uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. which is an issue. Yeah. Uh, another issue that a, a lot of people have is that their fallopian tubes are closed or right. Off, right. And um, which you can have a test for that and I did the test for that and mine are open. So that yeah. was no Nice. And then the uterus looks good. I don't have any cysts or anything. Great. And that's remarkable also. Yeah. I started, I read a book. What's the book? It's called, It Starts With The Egg. But she does a lot of research. She, mm-hmm. she cites a lot of studies. Yeah. For all the different supplements you can take. Oh, but yeah. Kind of the main takeaways, which I think you're going to have, this is going to be really good news for you. And you've already kind of, gotten into this stuff but you know the phthalates um which I didn't even know you know all of the household cleaners like shampoo soap anything with fragrance is mm. a no-no I got rid of all my plastic drinking bottles I filter water into a filter and then filter that <laughs> into I should uh, do that I'm not
1: great with water I should work on oh that. yeah well this is so fun I'm so glad that you do- you're doing this. And I'm so glad yeah, that excited. I get to sort of hear all about it firsthand.
5: Yeah, I'm very excited and kind of looking forward to uh, whatever the outcome is. You know, I guess I'll learn from it. So, yeah. it's cool. Well, take care. Thanks for so, calling. Take care. So great. Thank you so much. Bye.
4: Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkled down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments.
1: Okay, who's ready for me and Amanda to look at those dating sites? I mean, um, sperm bank sites. Oh my
4: gosh, and this is amazing. They all have nicknames. Oh, they do? Oh, wow. Okay, blue-eyed hero. <laughs> so let's just set this up. He's a so real cutie. Is, he is very cute. This is cryobank.com, and you go on, and there's, gosh, it, I guess it would be like a dating site where you can put on filters like as, you know, genetic testing levels or hair color hair texture eye color height they even have a button where you can press quick view like this is just like shopping on asos (laughs) or j crew nobody shops on j crew except for you i love j crew (laughs) only the sales i bought a j crew uh, shirt from the goodwill yesterday there you go wednesday i'm telling you crossroads has all the j crew stuff hell yeah yeah (laughs) okay back to work okay let's get to the little (laughs) boys. okay so um what about height are you gonna add a filter for height? Oh, I think I will because I come from a tall
1: family. You know, I just I grew up around mountainous men. That's I fair. feel like such an
4: asshole do, doing that. But so, what are you gonna do for height? Your options are six three and above, six foot to six two, yeah. five, eight to five eleven, five seven and below. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 at six to six two. And then why don't you do six three plus two? Because it's tall. I mean, oh, tall of course, is sure. So you're saying if someone is five, eight, you're not interested. I guess not. But like five, nine, ten, eleven is fine. It, it's just a, You know what? That's totally fine. I, this is what the service is providing you with. Right. Let's okay. do Dream Boy right now. So oh, let's okay. put in okay. all the filters that you want and see what we come up with. So don't be shy or feel like an okay. asshole. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go blue, green eyes. Okay. Gray and hazel too.
1: Just because I it, it would look like more like it's mama. Um, yeah that's totally fine i guess i don't know how to work curly hair so i'll go straight and wavy oh that's great so oh, okay. we just
4: lost be- the oh no he's, he's
1: there. still there okay. <laughs> i like this blue-eyed hero yeah. he's my he, he's cute so
4: for everyone listening as we're um clicking on these certain filters and narrowing down the field some of the boys faces are disappearing mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of like back to the future their <laughs> photographs start to <laughs> fade away <laughs> search by conditions wow
1: Then I go down a long list of genetic diseases and find cystic fibrosis and check that one off because we don't want to match with someone with cystic fibrosis.
4: Okay. Education level. Interesting. Bachelor's, master, postgraduate. All of them. And you can even click on areas of study. Ooh. That's agricultural sciences oh my gosh this is insane so ideally would you want someone maybe creative or maybe someone more business minded so then your child has your creative brain and their (laughs) business mind
1: well i don't want somebody that's too smart because i don't want i want them to have
4: the emotional intelligence you know what i mean i think i'll just leave that open okay here we go Ethnic ethnic origin so are you going to just go for Caucasian? Or are you going to, so they look like you or?
1: I, I think so because, okay, so I spoke about this in more detail in one of my recent Patreon clips, but I haven't fully addressed it here. Basically, I've been super afraid to talk about race on the podcast because I'm a white lady and I worried that if I just wanted to have a baby that looked like me, then something about that would mean that I was racist. But thankfully I have let go of that fear. It doesn't make me racist just because I want my kid to look like me. I hope. If I was looking for a partner, I wouldn't give a fuck about the color of someone's hair, eyes, skin. In fact, as it turns out, I'm attracted to all colors of the rainbow. Like, a lot. But there's this persistent, nagging feeling I can't shake where, since I'm going to be a single mom, I want my baby to look like me. And I know that my blonde hair and green eyes are recessive traits, so if I procreate with someone with darker features, well, you know. And then a friend of mine turned the perspective around to the child for me. He said, Molly, your baby is only going to have one parent and they're going to want to look like that parent. Of course. I don't, I don't know why I wasn't seeing it from that perspective. And it really helped me make a decision about my sperm donor options.
4: That makes a lot of sense. Because you would date any of these guys. Hell yeah. Well, not any of them. Look at that guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a martial
1: artist. Flexible okay
4: religion interesting um, don't care oh look-alikes oh my god aaron carter <laughs> what this is so crazy there's a look-alike section oh my god you could select the celebrity that you want your kid to look like there's adam levine adam brody <laughs> this is truly insane do they have um bradley cooper okay let's see if there's bradley cooper right. brad Renfro. brad paisley <laughs> <laughs> what does brad
1: paisley look like he's a singer a uh, country singer i can sing his songs <laughs>
4: do they have paul giamatti Wait, what was his name bradley cooper is he there no but there oh there he is oh yeah click king maybe <laughs> okay there Nobody, are zero.
1: zero people look like bradley cooper amanda can you do me a huge favor and find my glasses for me yeah oh i think they're right there sorry i uh, i can't i don't feel like getting up because of my leg Amanda's here at my house because she helped me clean my Airbnb because she's such a good friend. That's right. She did a great job too. Great bed making skills. I made that
4: bed so well. I would never make my own bed that way. (laughs) Are we done with the filters? Okay, so we're done with the filters. So after all of Molly's filters that she's put in, I think, how many boys are we? Oh, I guess we can heart. Okay, let's heart some. But I just want to say real quick, after all your filters, Molly, that you put in, there's 20 donors available. So we're choosing from 20 here. Okay. So the what first else? boy is called blue-eyed hero he's a uh, he looks a little bit wild-eyed but oh um, you're right okay so he's six feet tall 205 pounds eyes blue hair brown straight hair medium complexion oh he studied mechanical engineering I don't know his brain might be a little too I think Molly with your brain chemistry it might be good <laughs> Favorite animal is a pangolin. What is that? I don't know. Look it, look it up. Yeah. I think he probably meant to write penguin. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> what makes him laugh is conversations with his three-year-olds. He also wrote a personal essay. Yeah, yeah. They write personal essays. This is a pangolin. Oh, it look looks at like that an armadillo! It's so cute. I like this guy. Okay. What is his essay? Should we read his essay? Yeah, let's read his essay. Okay, it's like more like a questionnaire. How would you describe your personality? Please give examples of how you display those traits. I'm level-headed and very analytical. I have a positive, non-judgmental outlook. When I have a job to do, I get it done, no stress. I try to make it fun. The best way to understand anything is to play with it. I genuinely want to help the people around me, and I think that they can see that. Oh, here are some fun ones. Okay, if you could have lunch with any person from the past or present, who would it be and why? Daphne Kohler and Andrew NG are the founders of Coursera. It's an online platform for university courses. They provide a big value at a low cost. Okay, he's advertised. He's selling something here. This is who he would want to have lunch with of any person from the past or present were the founders of Coursera. Yeah, that's weird. Sorry, that... This but man... why, I
1: mean, what kind of advertising
4: is that? I mean, like, he's
1: probably working how many people for... is...
4: Yeah, but how many people is he going to reach? <laughs> Well, he got you talking about Coursera and he got you talking (laughs) about Coursera (laughs) on a podcast. (laughs) I'm sorry. This man is off. If if anyone past or present, he's not saying like Albert Einstein and Elvis. It's like, what is he thinking? Okay. So this kid's nickname is Slam Dunk and he's a very cute. He seems to be about one year old here. Oh, he's handsome and we can see his he's adult okay. photos. Look, he's a hipster. He's got a hat on and a bulldog. Yeah, he's
1: kind of handsy.
4: He's kind of got like dark features. He looks kind of brooding. He's got a nice tight beard. I like the beard. He's got kind of um like a little mean face. There's something mean about his face, isn't yeah. there? Sorry. It's funny Sorry, how buddy. different
1: though. You see how different the kid and the adult look like. I would, that's unrecognizable to me.
4: Yeah. So check this guy. Okay. This guy's um, nickname is cooking up some music. Okay. He looks mischievous. Oh, he's cute. Mm -hmm. So he's got kind of like an, uh dennis the menace look as a child but as an adult he seems again kind of a hipster he seems to be playing the guitar and in one picture he's leaning against a chain link fence he's emo he's emo <laughs> this guy not holding out too much hope for this guy and his nickname is the secret Oops, sorry, sustainable dude. garden i don't know molly listen he's got an interest in sustainability no Amanda, look at him. He's What's wrong with this guy? He's on a horse. He's holding a puppy. He's in front of a tiny plane. I think he's cute. No, what's Amanda. He's got a tiny mouth. Yeah, it is a small, round mouth. <laughs> now, this kid is super cute. He kind of looks like me when I was a kid. He's got these big <laughs> teeth that he hasn't quite grown into yet. Um, he's got blonde hair. Seems like kind of a hazel eye. He's very goofy looking and cute oh yeah i think he's cute personal essays oh cool he's level-headed again very analytical is this the same person from before oh yeah that's the same person okay (laughs) he's also plugging that fucking
1: website Staff impressions. Let's listen. Let's, let's hear what the, the oh staff gosh, had to say. Oh my gosh! The staff talks shit. Okay, this donor is always smiling and laughing. He has a great sense of humor and a bright, infectious smile. His overall personality is lighthearted, friendly, and extremely positive. He is passionate about capoeira oh. and has been practicing the Brazilian martial art for fourteen years. He is quite the traveler. Not only does he frequently travel overseas for his job, he lived in Japan for several years teaching English. He also met his fiance in Japan. He looks to be. In excellent physical shape with a lean, solid build. That is very helpful
4: to have the staff impressions.
1: Yes. And um, there's something here called
4: facial features report. Oh, okay. We're going to learn about chin size now. This is incredible. So they have these three little pictures um, of kind of outlines of faces. And they're telling you their shape, forehead set, forehead size, unique features, cheekbones. And then they rate the donor so for a shape they said his face is oval
1: yeah it could be round oval and squared for mine I would be oval and so he's oval so and he has an
4: average forehead average Or forehead. Oh, he has a wide forehead size wide that might be good because you kind of have a little mm-hmm. ones oh eyes shape round, round <laughs> size they're small large
1: eyes large eyes setting average because mine would be narrow <laughs> lashes long Cute,
4: gorgeous, <laughs> eyebrows, thick eyebrows. I need some. That's great. Mm-hmm. His ears, ears, medium, detached lobes, mm-hmm. interesting. Distance from head. Oh, his ears oh. stick out. Ah, oh, that's funny. Far. They said his ears are far from his head. That's, that's cute. funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Full mouth. Oh, full upper lip, full lower lip, large <laughs> teeth, large teeth,
1: <laughs> chin round.
0: That's prominent good, strong
1: chin <laughs> hair texture wavy volume thick wow
4: i'm this i'm is into the one this. with
1: low with no more sperm remember
4: yeah they like this guy he's, oh, he's super so cute. cute this this kid is adorable he does look like you <gasps> i want his sperm <coughs> should we hear his voice oh yeah 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 yeah. where did that go
1: oh here it is donor conversation oh my okay, god we get to we hear go. his voice
4: yeah Number one four one zero
0: one
3: eight. Morning. So what are we doing now for what do you do for a living? Uh right now I'm a sales engineer, which means that I, I know a lot about my company's technology and I travel around visiting customers and sort of uh, working
0: with them on their projects.
4: I like his voice.
0: In our products. I do too mainly <laughs> you're gonna fall in love you with this guy
1: I'm feeling tingles in my neck and this is culture.
4: ASMR but I don't want to hear about the sales stuff he okay, looks like you have some more options here wait I like this kid he's cute okay so this is his nickname is knows the score oh he's British he's so cute as an adult yeah now we're looking at him he's got this big happy smile on his face he's wearing a pink sort of hip shirt yeah um, oh my gosh how cute yeah he's adorable Oh, he writes sketch comedy. Uh-oh. Just get out of this guy. <laughs> I don't like him. Get out. <laughs> That's funny. I have to sneeze. Okay.
1: Ready, everyone? One, two. <laughs> I'm a loud sneezer. Yeah. It's more fun that way.
4: Oh, I hear ya.
1: My dad is the loudest sneezer on the fucking planet. Not
4: louder than my dad or like, my grandma. Mine sounds like uh, Wiley wily e. Coyote falling off a cliff. It's like... Woo! <laughs> like my dad's is more like <gasps> <gasps> And my grandma would scream She'd go <laughs> <laughs> I imagine you sneeze like this I do I do I oh plug my, my nose and I go <clears> throat> throat> Okay let's get back to these donors <laughs> I think super saxophonist is cool Okay He's 5'11", brown I like his, eyes I like his skin He's very cute Let's see. He's only
1: one hundred and thirty-seven pounds. That's what I weigh sometimes. Right. So <laughs>
4: you're saying you want someone with a little bit more meat on? Well,
1: them? you know, I want somebody who's going to be strong in an apocalypse. Athletic. Okay,
4: get out of you know get out of here. Because like,
1: if the world ends, which it will during the, my child's lifetime, yeah, my child's going to have to be like sort of like um, you know, a Mel Gibson
4: type. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love this kid. Yeah, let's check him out. This this guy's nickname is Lights, Camera, Action. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he's 5'11", dark blonde hair, blue eyes He's Scottish Oh my god, oh, he's, he's so dreamy He looks like, um, gosh, who does that look like? Um, it looks like, um, Sam Rockwell Interesting, a little bit Alexander Skarsgård Oh yeah Yeah, he's hot Oh my gosh, you know he kind of has a Ryan Reynolds vibe No No <laughs> Okay, he's 5'11", 180. Um, he's agnostic, hot. He was City Communications. <laughs> Did you just say he's agnostic, hot? <laughs> i got to find this guy. I, I'm going to check his IMDb. Do you think... Oh, there's, we don't know I his bet name. Mo- I bet Melissa could find him. She's let's listen to his voice. I'm into this guy. I love him. <laughs> Molly, I think you should choose him, but let's hear his voice, yeah. This, this is scary.
2: What do you think is the most important thing in your life?
0: So that's an easy question. My family is definitely the most important thing to me. And, uh, yeah, they're they're easily the most important part of my life. Um, Second would be my passion for the arts, being creative and telling stories and uh, making films.
1: Okay, I like him, but he sounds like a little douchey for some reason. Yeah, he does, but let's keep going. I've always wanted to... uh, be creative I've always been creative my
4: mom urged me to be creative at a very young age he reminds me of Nick Vile yeah he does have a Nick Vile energy not not the look but the the, I'm sitting
1: back I'm more important than you I don't know why his voice just made me feel like that
4: yeah he seems like a dud but he's hot he is hot and that's oh well so you're, is that his voice didn't do it for you? Honestly, it's like this vibe. It's just like, I'm too good for this. I totally he agree. He doesn't want to be there. Why is he even there, to be honest? Maybe. This guy's called Zendless Possibilities. So maybe he's into <laughs> yoga. And puns. <laughs> 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 oh, he volunteers at homeless shelters, and he's a good person. He fosters abandoned cats. Oh, he's cute. He kind of looks like Michael Sarah. Oh, yeah. And um, someone else. I can't remember I can't remember this guy's name. So, anyway, Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah,
1: Jesse Eisenberg. Oh, it's more pics. Okay, he kind of oh, looks like cute. a
4: serial killer here, but But I like it. I like cute. a serial killer.
1: I yeah. like him. Yeah. I would definitely date this guy. He's tall. It's funny, a lot of my boys that I like are not blo- I like, you know, damn.
4: Yeah, you're not B- brooding, necessarily a brooding eyes, you know? And brooding personalities. Yeah. So well, he's 5'11" 144, so he's skinny. I've been 144 before. Do you want to hear his conversation? Yeah. What is your
2: most
1: important attribute? Patience. I would say um, I'm extremely
2: kind of superhumanly patient. Uh, Ever since I
1: started meditating, I don't get bored anymore. I thought he was going to say masturbating. I I see a lot of people with their uh, devices these days, um, and they're always kind of in two places at long.
4: Okay, so I'm going to skip forward because, you know, Although, um, Molly, I just, not to be fatalistic, but because he's so into meditation, it makes me think he may have been having panic attacks.
1: (laughs) I think so, or a Yeah,
4: something. You don't just, I I mean, meditation is awesome, but it's usually you're trying to solve a mental issue. Is that fair to say? I I I, I love to meditate. I think it's amazing, but I meditate because I have anxiety.
1: Right. I think that you would only go towards meditation if you had a higher, but it's like a positive and a negative. If you had a sort of interest in self and introspection and um, personal growth, and you use sometimes you want personal growth because you're having a difficult
4: time. That's true. But I guess there's really no way to know. So going through this experience, um, is this changing your mind about having a known donor? Would you be open to any of these guys? Um, Is this actually a possibility for you, or is this just a fun exercise? It's a fun exercise, but what do you do? You think it should be a real uh, thing? I'm intrigued. I don't know.
1: I mean, I think I would like to look into it more and keep reading through these profiles. And if I found like this person that seemed perfect, I'd like staff impression to be like this guy's funny and lighthearted and sunny personality, and always so nice. I know that just comes from a lot from n- nurture yeah but i don't want an asshole yeah i you know? get that. it's just i want somebody that's got a good vibe and passing on that good vibe also you know what if there's anything having to do with karma and past lives and stuff like that and this guy is just a dick i don't want my kid coming in with some negative karma you know mm, I if there's yeah. anything
4: to that well, we'll which they probably find out. isn't should we consult an expert Yes, dude. We need to get a karma expert in here. Actually, that would be an interesting discussion.
1: That would be an interesting (laughs) discussion. Okay, Amanda, you have to go on your audition. Oh, I have to run. Yeah, you do. Um, Thank you so much for coming over. And thank you for helping me clean my Airbnb. You're You're such a good friend. My pleasure. Bye, boys. (laughs) Bye, girls. Thank you so much to all of you for listening. I want to give a big thank you to my doulas who I spoke with at the beginning of this episode. I did hear back and unfortunately the pregnancy did not work. She gave me some advice though. She says, prepare yourself for the shitty possibility of getting your period after an insemination cycle. Hopefully it won't happen, but it's frustrating at best. Throw on top of that cramps, etc., and you can get pretty down. Plan something fun to look forward to on the day you'd normally get your period. Girls' night out, go to the movies, etc. And make sure you have some things on hand that make you feel better. A little care package for yourself. Favorite snack, wine, a good book, just in case. And stay off social media because everyone will be posting baby pics and pregnancy announcements as soon as Aunt Flo comes. Well, that fucking blows. But the good news is she's already picked up her second round of sperm and she's trying again. Thank you also to Shelby Gale for sharing her experience with me. And here's the update on Shelby. She's purchased her vials of sperm. Man, I am so fucking grateful for this podcast for connecting me with these wonderful women for somehow making it possible for me to be involved in these momentous decisions in their lives and to experience and learn from them. It's just, it's neat. As you know, I wasn't expecting any of this out of the podcast. I was just expecting to make the podcast, make a billion dollars and then get pregnant. Speaking of a billion dollars, thank you so much to my new Patreon subscribers. We got Beth Atkinson, Emily Morrow-Fick, Kristen Singer, Benda Engelsoft, Jessa, Ashley Backen-Martin, Chrissy Lindsay Bunnell, Angela Steele, Josie McCoy, who upped her pledge. Thanks, Josie. Charlotte McCollum, Betsy Gitches, I think that's how you might pronounce that. And that's it. We're now up to 293 bucks. Again, if you haven't joined the Patreon yet, it's super fun. Just go to patreon.com forward slash spermcast and you'll have access to all kinds of interesting stuff. You'll have insider information about the last two people that I've chosen to be my sperm donors. You can hear my conversation with my 98 year old grandmother from last week. And you can get the promo code for the California Cryobank website for 90 days of free scoping out these dudes on that site. It's so fascinating. Want to send me an email and have me forget to respond? (laughs) Send me an email at spermcast at gmail.com or leave me a message at 323-741-1818. No seriously, send me an email. I do read them, just sometimes I don't respond because my leg guys, my broken leg. Anywho, what else? Oh, follow me at Spermcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And most importantly, do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you haven't done that already, I don't know what you've been doing, but please go and do it. It really, really, really helps. I haven't figured out the live show situation yet. I do want to have a live show in November. I I have to work out the logistics. Time is, I mean... I'm all over the place. I gotta go. I love you guys. Bye-bye. He could be bald and bearded, shorter, or tall. Funny, smart, love basketball. From gay, to straight, black, to white. Tiny eyes with an underbite. I just need sperm. Sperm cast.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well,